Welcome back, loyal and faithful Naga Notes listeners. Thank you for downloading our podcast. My name is Jake Wiskirchen, and I have been the host of Naga Notes for the last 99 episodes. This is our 100th, and I'm really excited because for the first time in our 100 episodes and the past two full calendar years, I get to interview a man who has become a very good friend, even though we have never actually met in person. Uh... He is the founder of Noggin Notes, the app first, which then became the app and podcast. His name is Safiso Rapinga. I am uh, just overjoyed that we've hit this milestone. Uh, I don't know that we ever imagined that it would go this far, uh, but now that it has, it's kind of like the sky's the limit. I think Safiso really lets his heart uh, shine and his passion comes through in this interview. He gets to share about how he came up with the idea and why it's important to him and uh, his vision for for what's next. So I'm not going to spoil it. Obviously, I'll let him do the talking, but it it was really cool, and uh, both of us got pretty emotional during the interview. As always, the podcast is brought to you by Zephyr Wellness, the company that I co-own with my co-owner in Reno and Sparks, Nevada. We provide outpatient mental health services to all people of all stripes. Um, check us out at ZephyrWellness.org. And also, if you've never done so, I highly encourage you to check out Audible. If you go to audibletrial.com slash notes, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible, which is chock full of all sorts of audio entertainment, uh, mostly books. We think of audiobooks, right? But also there's news and uh, new information and all sorts of comedy and, and various forms. So if you go to audibletrial.com slash noggin notes, you can get your free 30-day trial, uh, download a free audio book, and keep it even if you decide to cancel the trial. So check that out. Help us out while you're doing it. Uh, we appreciate them being a sponsor of the show. It's it's an honor to be affiliated with a company like Audible that's that's an Amazon uh, subsidiary. Uh, they're, and because they're affiliated with Amazon, their selection is truly unmatched. So check out audibletrial.com slash notes. Sign yourself up for a free 30-day trial. Help out our podcast and get yourself some really cool uh, content access. Without further delay, here is my interview with my partner and the founder of Noggin Notes, Safiso Rapinga. Enjoy. Well, this is a special episode because we have the founder and designer and brainchild of Noggin Notes on the Noggin Notes podcast for the very first time. He's been a little camera shy, or in this case, microphone shy, um, but his name is Safiso Rapinga, and I have mentioned him before. I've mentioned that he's in Cambodia, where he currently is right now, but um, he's not actually in Cambodia anymore. He's back in his home country of South Africa. And uh, say hi, Safizo. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jake. Man, it's great to have you on, dude. Like, I think for the for the listening audience, they may not know that you and I talk. Um, I don't know, not as frequently as we'd like. I think because you and I have genuinely become friends through this, even though we've never actually uh, met and embraced and shook hands because uh, you're uh, halfway around the world. But. Um, we, we talk a lot and we've talked a lot over the last two year two and a half years now that we've known each other and we've become pretty close and I really appreciate our friendship yeah man it's been it's been an insane journey but finally I'm on the show so many people have 
I've asked, when are you going to be on the podcast? I'm like, well... (laughs) (laughs) I don't really like doing that. (laughs) It's not really my thing. (laughs) I'm the man behind the scenes, guys. I'm just, uh, you know, the mixer. (laughs) Yeah, no, but but you know what's so cool about that is that you have a story to tell. And um, part of that story starts with Cambodian internet. Um, And for the listening audience, (laughs) we... um, We actually uh, had a false start on this particular podcast where we went, I mean, we were like 45 minutes into this thing, and uh, we basically just started over because the internet is so crummy there. But we found another way to connect, and um, and now we don't have the echo that you were experiencing, and we don't have the big awkward delays. Um, but, but the reason I tease is because... You part of this story, and we'll we'll get into it. But but part of the story is that you're you're just some dude who had a desire to do something to help people, to change the world, um, uh-huh. you know, et cetera, et cetera. And we, um, I think, what's really cool is that you can be an inspiration to a lot of people, and you don't have to have like uh, fancy technology in a first world country and. and um, you know, a, a big giant Instagram platform and following it. Like you can literally create this stuff out of nothing. And now we're, we're really truly yeah. reaching people. And I've got a really cool story to tell, uh, later on, but I want to start by sharing my version of what happened with noggin notes. Cause I mean, this is the whole point of this particular episode is that the listening audience gets to hear this really, really cool story, but also be inspired at the end. And I, I really hope that works. So my version, uh, and then I'll kick it over to Safiso to fill in the gaps, but my version of what happened is I get contacted uh, about January of 2017 or uh, maybe late December of 2017. I can't, I can't remember. And I get this email that says, hey, um, I, I know your friend Lauren. Um, he said to, to you know talk to you about mental health stuff. We want to create an app. And uh, my friend Lauren, his name's Lauren Stout, and uh, we're fraternity brothers here in uh, in college at the University of Nevada in Reno, Nevada. Um, he had given me a heads up. He's like, hey, my, my friend Safiso might reach out to you. Okay, so Safiso reaches out to me, but also on the thread is this guy named Tom Phillips. And Safiso and Tom had created Noggin Notes, and I didn't know what it was. It was just a, a mental health app is all I knew. And, and they came to me and said, hey um, – we realized that, you know, you're friends with Lauren. Lauren said, you do this uh, mental health stuff for a living. Uh, we're looking for some direction on this app. And I took a look at the app and I know nothing about apps, but I know mental health. And I said, man, I really like what you're doing here. Um, but let me give you some direction. I think that what you should do is take these 10 core emotions, uh, that Carol Izzard studied and you can, you can go from there and create your, your note-taking app and create the journal and all that. So they liked that, and they said, yeah, this is great. Would you mind being a contributor? Would you Could you write some articles? Because eventually we want to just you know teach people stuff, not just be, be a, a, a diary uh, virtually implanted on people's mobile devices. And they said, yeah, that's great. I, I like writing. I have a, an undergraduate in journalism. Um, it's, it's cool. I love, I love writing stuff. It's my jam. However, uh, I had just finished up doing a... Uh, a radio show for about 16 months. And I said, you know, what's faster than writing is talking. <laughs> so, uh, podcasts, uh, were really gaining uh, notoriety back in that era. And, uh, I said, let's try to do a podcast. 
And then they had the idea that we could embed the podcast into the app. And I thought that was really cool, but I didn't know how that worked because I, I don't do that. <laughs> but so I just volunteered my services to, to do this podcast and that's what it's become. And here we are in our 100th episode, which just is mind blowing. And, and I know last episode I said, we don't celebrate milestones, really. We just acknowledge them and high five and move on. But this is, I, I think it really is truly worth celebrating. So I'm going to pause there. And Safisa, you could tell everybody how you met Lauren, uh, what that relationship is like, and ultimately how this, this came to be, and why, why it's important to you. Firstly, I just want to say thank you for all the work you've done, mate, and cheers to 100th episode. And it's pretty absolutely. incredible. I've, yeah. I would have never thought we'd be at this moment right now. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> it is, right? It's, it is crazy. But I'm very grateful, like humbled, to 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 know that so many listeners are actually listening to to you and to us what we put out there for them, and hopefully it's it's changing someone's life or helping somebody, which is why we started Noggin Notes in the first place. So getting back to that, so I've I met Lauren when I lived in Singapore. Um, we were both in the casino industry, and. Um, that's about oof, eight, nine years ago. No way. And, Was that long ago? Yeah. Really? Yeah. A long time. <laughs> wow. And Lauren joined um, a company we worked from, um, and I met him not even in Singapore or where he worked, in a, another Asian country where I was on a business trip uh, called Lao. Lao is very, very third world and they've got a few properties there that I had to go down to help down and Lauren was there on a sales mission and we bumped into each other like hey I'm the new sales guy I'm like hey I'm the engineering guy (laughs) (laughs) and our friendship blossomed from there and skip a few years later Lauren left the company and moved to Cambodia and a year or so later, I decided to move from Singapore and come down to Cambodia. And yes, I know some of you might be thinking, why would you leave Singapore to go to Cambodia? It was a great opportunity and it was something new and a, a new challenge for me. So I was really keen on doing it. And it turned out really well. That's cool. Um, yeah. And then I met, during my stay in Cambodia, I met a, a great lad called uh, Tom, Tom was on sort of a what do you call it, a digital nomad. So he was traveling around but working remotely, and he was in Cambodia for about three months, and that's how I met him and we became friends. But later on, Tom left and went back to the UK, and um, a few events happened in both our lives, but without knowing about it. Like he was back in the UK and things were happening there and I was still in Cambodia and things were happening here. It was, it's one of those dark times in people's lives. In my life, it was a really, really dark, emotionally catastrophic, but that's how I perceived it at that moment. And um, everything I did wasn't going the way I wanted. I was trying to control a whole lot of things. My mind was going from zero to a hundred miles every minute of the day. And I just didn't know what to do, what was going on, who to talk to. And I was randomly chatting with Tom and Tom was going through to say exactly identically the same thing. 
And we're like, isn't it weird that there's no platform out there that gives people opportunity to express themselves? Because you get times when you chat with friends or family and they get annoyed that you are saying the same thing over and over and over again, which they don't understand is that your, your mind is trying to process and the way our minds process is by bringing out the information out. And I know sometimes it, it's repetitive, but then we decided, hey, let's create our own platform for ourselves. And if someone downloads it and uses it, oh, awesome. That's a score for us. And that's where Naga Notes was born. That's a really cool story. And, and I appreciate that. Um, tell me a little bit about how Lauren connected you with me because i'm still a little bit confused on that okay so when naga notes was created it's it didn't look like how it looks now so it it began with just a smiley face and a sad face so obviously when you're happy you press the smiley face and you log down your happy thoughts why you're happy what happened the situation and same goes for uh the sad face and Lauren picked it up. I was chatting to him and he said, Hey, mate, um, I just, a friend and I, I created a, a mental health app just to help with our emotions and thoughts. He's like, Oh, that's cool. Actually, I've got a good friend in the States with Jake, which is you. And um, you guys should actually chat. I think you guys would hit it off really, really well. And I was like, Oh, awesome. Okay, sweet. I'll make it happen and I'll give it chat with Jake and see what goes on. And the most magical thing happened because myself, uh, Tom was in Wales. I was in Cambodia. Jake was in the States, in Nevada. And we were all on this Skype call. And it was like we were meant to be together. And I was like, Jake, dude, you need to come on our team. We need you, mate. <laughs> I, rem- I remember that. And it, and it- like it simultaneously feels like it was so long ago and yet just yesterday. Um, uh-huh. and, and I agree with you. Like there was such good energy around all of that, that, um, I, man, and looking back on that time in my life, it was honestly like, it was, it was strange. Um, there was a lot going on. There was a lot developing and, and I, I was kind of in this, like, just say yes to everything mode, as long yeah. as it seems to, you know, as long as it's not like, you know, illegal or immoral or unbiblical. <laughs> and, and, um, and, and so it just seemed to resonate and we were like, we don't, we don't want to make money. We just want to help people. And, uh-huh. and that's basically where we're at. And, and I, I don't, I'm struggling. You know, I, I, I teach people to communicate for a living and I, here I am struggling to find words to, to put to this because magic you use the word magical and it really is magical spiritual divine i think divine is probably the best word to say is it like it's it was divine connection uh that that we've gotten to where we are now so i um i think that's a good synopsis so i mean since then if you've been a, a listener for any length of time you know kind of what we're about and if you have the app um well if you don't have the app download the app but if you have the app and you've been logging your notes uh diligently you know what that can do for you as far as, you know, gaining insight and creating the timeline and gaining a little perspective. And, um, I I think, I think what's really cool is that a lot of adolescents find it useful. I know school counselors have told me that they are giving it to their kids, especially in middle school and high school, 
um, because it's it's private and it's protected and it's secured. I mean, usually phones these days they have some sort of code that you have to log in, if not a fingerprint, and uh, it's so much more secure than just the diary under your bed that you know your your big brother can take and read through or whatever, uh, or your mom can steal it and like you know leverage your own thoughts against you and some some families that you know aren't super healthy. So um, I I think that the noggin notes on its premise is very very cool, and I think I think we have helped a bunch of people, and I have some some stories that I could share if we wanted to, and I'll keep the names uh, private on it, obviously. But I wanted to ask you. Um, now that you are where you are and you and you and I go back right a couple of years now and and I've heard some of the stories and we've had some very intimate conversations you're healthier now you're super happy and I can even hear it in your voice um you're just uh-huh. I mean you just sound overjoyed oh man you're Dude. you're you're where you you're where you never thought you'd be and yet simultaneously I think you are where you expected to be but uh-huh. what did you have in mind for this and where do you see it going next? So before I get into that, I just want to start with saying that I never thought I'd be where I am today. I'm in a place, I'm, I'm so far from, say, pure enlightenment of, enjoy, of joy and the happiest I can be. I know there's always another level, there's always more place and space for growth, but I'm very much content with, on who I've become and through the process and the growth, because this this journey that I started through Nagano, through meeting you, it it started the catalyst that brought this on was, um, as they say, a breakup can make you or break you. <laughs> right. And I went through a breakup that, to me, was it felt catastrophic. I. I could. I had never felt so helpless and hopeless in my life. Everything I did was just the wrong thing, and I was just burning everything around me. And I will. And the and the length of this of what happened, what happened in the past with me, it just dragged on, and I was just confused. And the weird part was that this was all happening within me. While I was busy building Naga Notes with with Tom, so I was creating something amazing to help people out there. But I would come home by myself and fall into this dark hole of shame, guilt, hate, pain, and I just didn't understand what was going on. And to a point, what I was going through fueled me to make sure Noggin Notes was a success and that that if someone was somehow going through the same thing, maybe it would, it would help them. <laughs> yeah, and um, it, it has been an incredible journey and getting people to messages and emails when people message and say, hey, thank you for this. It, it's, I've been using it. It's been helping a lot. It's It's soul shaking and you shed a tear <laughs> and I've shed a hell lot of tears in the past three, four years, three and a half, three years. I yeah. think your, your testimony right there, I think probably in and of itself helps a lot of people because 
there's such a, a raw genuineness in what you've shared um, because you're, what you've basically said is you've created what's, what we in our field call a dialectic. It's a both and. And, and it's a bringing together of what people often perceive as an either or. You can either be productive and creative and healthy and happy and successful or you can drown in despair and never surface and fall into a pit of depression. And, and what you've said is that both can coexist simultaneously and create something beautiful out of that pain. And, uh-huh. and I think people need to hear that, that, that when they're going through pain, they can continue moving forward one foot in front of the other, one uh, inch at a time. And even if it seems like they're going two steps forward and one step back or you know three steps forward and five steps back, whatever it may be, the, the pace is irrelevant so long as they're moving forward. And you uh-huh. did that in, in your darkest times, in your darkest moments. You were fueled, uh, to use your words, you were fueled by the the hurt and the loss and the sorrow and the grief. And and you you let that become your pride and joy, which is which is what we're doing now, which is sharing this with with people. And I, I just I can't I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being vulnerable and um, and sharing that because I think a lot of people are going to identify with it. I certainly do. Um, I've had my own, you know, dark spells and, and, uh, and yet through them, I didn't quit. And I think that's, that's really the, the underlying message there is like, just keep moving, just keep yeah. moving. And you don't have to measure it with any sort of measuring stick. You'll see the, the measurements when you're through it. And the, yeah. the, when is very arbitrary. Uh, for some people, it's uh, some length of time, and for other people, it's a different length of time. And it, and and we don't need to compare. So I I just man, if I just I wish you and I were here right now because um I would I would literally high five you and you'd hear the yeah you know through the through the <laughs> thing. So I'll just high five myself again. Do a digital <laughs> high five. Yeah, uh, because because I'm I'm really proud of you for going through that. I uh, I thanks, Bob. Yeah, yeah. So and at the same time, like working with you and working because I when I started this, Tom and I didn't know zip about mental health, and we we were researching. So I felt like I was in university learning about because every day I would find article, case study, and at the same time, weirdly enough, it was sort of a my own partial therapy because I was learning about parts of me that I had no idea was happening because I didn't know I struggled with anxiety or depression until I started reading articles and talking to you and and then I would have flashbacks of past events, childhood events and then I'd have to dig deep I'm like, whoa, my man this is some deep pain this had nothing to do with either that situation this i'm i'm what's coming out of me right now is stuff that's happened 20 15 years ago when i was a kid when i was in school and i haven't processed that and i haven't dealt with that all i've been doing was burying it and burying it and burying it and just pretending to be something i was not like a little for the for the listeners and for jake i don't know if i've gone through this with you so I come from um, a family in South Africa. I w- would say I was lucky to be born in a well-off family. And 
I went to private school. My dad had a great job. My mom was a teacher. And my parents worked their butt off to make sure that I got a great education. If some of you didn't don't know the history of South Africa, uh, the apartheid time, I was born in 86. So white and black people were starting to still mix, but not really. So there was still that, that racism in the country. And, and, and you're black for people dad, who don't. For John people who was, don't know you, Safiso. For people who don't know, you're you're black. Oh yes, yes. I'm black. <laughs> and and hopefully, hopefully, when when you put this together, you'll have a picture of you because you need to come out from behind the scenes and and share your face with everybody. But uh, so so when you're talking about apartheid and white versus black and and this cultural dynamic, they need to understand that that you're a black man or a black baby born in South Africa during this very contentious time. Uh, so, uh, I just want to point that out for everybody. Go on with the story. Cause I'm, I'm really, I'm very fascinated. I'm, I'm listening very carefully. Yes. So I'm a black South African and I grew up in a time where white and black people were not very accustomed, I say accustomed to each other. <laughs> they knew about each other, but they never mixed. <laughs> so schools were separate, shopping separate. But I was still very young, so I didn't experience the, the full-on apartheid. That part had already gone past. And by the time I was old enough to go to school, um, black kids were allowed to go to white schools. But still, some white schools were still reluctant of accepting black kids. So the first school I went to, there were three to four black kids in the club, and the rest was white. And because my dad really wanted me to excel in life and he provided me every opportunity to be the best person I can be. So my uh, speaking of English was really good. So growing up, that was very difficult for me to connect with black people because some black kids didn't have the opportunity to go to private school, to go to well, to have educated, to have uh, resources for them to become great as they could be so growing up a lot of kids were jealous of me so i didn't fit in with the black kids and white kids well basically i'm not white and black i couldn't fit in with the white kids so (laughs) i always for a long time in my life as a child through primary school through high school university i never found a place with people i always felt that i didn't belong anywhere and i i never had understood it and I never had anyone to explain what I was going through and how to to handle these thoughts and emotions which caused me to pretend a lot to to create this persona to fit in with certain groups and doing that caused me a lot of um, issues in school I was bullied in primary school and in high school I decided to create this jock-like persona so that I could be cool and stop being bullied and became this arrogant douchebag in high school into university <laughs> because I thought this is what girls liked because I never got a girlfriend because I was this chubby short kid <laughs> and this just and all these emo, um, incidents are just building on into where I become an adult and just affecting my work life, affecting my relationship with my friends and family. Um, and still, at this time, university, out of, I'm busy working. I haven't dealt 
with any of this pain and not even dealing with some of my childhood pain with um, incidents that happened when I was a kid, which I've only recently brought out up to surface, told, spoke to my parents about it, spoke to somebody about it, and journaling. And journaling has been such a breakthrough for myself because I've written things that I've never spoken to about for years and just rereading them and letting them flow out has just like released this block of emptiness and filled in with like a sigh of relief. (laughs) That's amazing. I I think what you're talking to there is, or or at least speaking toward is the idea that we can, we can ignore things and bottle them up, but at some point they're going to come out. And I've said repeatedly in various settings that your emotions in your limbic system of your brain um, will come out. You cannot suppress them. We think we can mm-hmm. because we've been told that you can just you know stuff things down and ignore them and put on a you know a face and and all that stuff you just described. But they come out in different ways. Yours came out in this persona that you didn't like and it wasn't authentic. And um, mm-hmm. some people's emotions come out in. Uh, violence. Some come out in uh, substance abuse. Some come out in psychosis. Some come out in uh-huh. uh, depressive disorders or anxiety or, or whatever it is. But they will come out because we cannot stop emoting. The limbic system keeps working because the environment keeps throwing stimuli at us and we have to keep responding to it. And if we don't acknowledge that stuff when it happens in the fullness that it confronts us, we're doomed to lots of things, all the way up to physiological ailments. I mean, some of you may be listening saying, you know, I've, I've got these mystery ailments that my doctors can't figure out. They've got a name for it. You know, maybe it's called uh, uh, fibromyalgia or uh, maybe it's called, um, you know, tennis elbow or maybe it's called, you know, chronic back pain or you know, whatever it is. And maybe we even have drugs to, to treat it, um, but we don't know the origin. And for me... Yeah. I, I think the and I've not, I've read enough research and I've talked to enough people that in many cases the origin is you know for physiological ailments psychological ailments social ailments uh, the origin is simply emotional repression the, those those chemicals in your brain eventually get absorbed into your cells instead of being processed appropriately through sweat and tears tears by the way contain cortisol I've mentioned that before they need to be excreted cortisol is a stress hormone if you don't excrete it it sticks in your body it goes into your cells and you get you get maladies um, and you're you're explaining here how you've gone through this process of journaling and expression and and you've dumped stuff into you know uh, talking and journals and whatnot and that was basically the the process you underwent in creating noggin notes and noggin notes uh-huh. being the you know the podcast and the app that we're discussing now is an invitation for people to stop bottling that stuff up and instead channel it into something appropriate so that they can face the full reality of life as life presents i think that's really magical man like i correct it's great it's a great vision and it's coming to we're in the 100th episode like yeah man <laughs> That's awesome. You're helping people. That's amazing. And I, I understand how people feel. Like I have friends, even now today, who don't believe in talking about their emotions, who bottle things up, 
you know, my my parents, my mom is more an emotional person, and I get that from from her. And my friends will know. Oh, I'm a very emotional. I'm. I got this passion, and and it with the emotion, it just sometimes it's it just uncontrollable. And I've only been able to now be able to say not say control because controlling is not a good way. It's just sitting it, sitting in my emotion and being still from within and realizing that it's okay and just calming myself down and then moving forward to the next step. Oh, I think and, that is I think that is a version of control. It's it's you saying that I'm in charge of this, it's not in charge of me. And in being in yeah. charge of it, you've willfully decided that it's going to run its course. Not that you need to mm-hmm. wrestle it down. That's not control. Control is actually, uh, in a very paradoxical way, control is letting go. Control is handing over authority. Control is yielding. Controlling is deference, you know, deferring to the other person. That's real control. If you're in control of yourself, uh, you don't have to conquer anything through force. Uh, You use gentleness to overcome it. And and I think when we are gentle with our emotions and with our with ourselves, you know, capital S on selves, when we're gentle, what we end up having is um, authentic control. Um, for those of you who may be listening, you're like, you know, control is just a myth and it's, you know, whatever. No, no, there is an authentic control and the control is letting go because guess who gets to decide that? You. Yeah. And that's been a major factor in my life because I've been holding so tight to everything, holding on to situation, holding on to excess, holding on to uh, previous pain, previous incidents that just build on that causes a, a chain reaction of a more destructive pattern further on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Okay, so I let you I let you talk a little bit, um, but I want you to answer my question, uh, which is, um, what is your vision? Um, how do you, how are you you know ple- obviously you're pleased with where we are now, um, but what, what's your vision for the future and what do you what do you want to have happen with Noggin Notes uh, as far as both the app and the podcast and what's what's immediately planned? So right now I want. We have a lot of ideas happening. We have so many features. We're looking at adding more interactive um, structure within the app, meditation, which is very important, and just little exercises that um, our users can do. Uh, The app is self-funded, which is another thing. I don't have an investor. The app from creation to where we are at the moment has been out of my own pocket, self-funded. So if any listeners out there is looking for a great opportunity to create something amazing, please drop us an email. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great. for sure. And, and like, I'll jump in, like, shameless, shameless self-promotion. Um, this this stuff isn't cheap. I mean, it's it's running, no. um, I don't know, close to 100 bucks a month just for the, the website and the app hosting and the um, and the the podcasting and and that doesn't account for time that's just simply the the fundamental hardware and software that we that we invest in on a on a monthly basis so then of course you consider the time uh that i and safisa put into this um and then he's got to pay web you know and app developers to do things uh and so far that's that's come out of our pockets and and we're happy to do it 
Um, but if you're getting some benefit out of this, I, I offered at one point, you know, to, to throw some money through Venmo and that's only applicable if you live in the United States. But if you want to donate money through Venmo to the uh, Zephyr wellness uh, account, you don't get a tax write off or anything for it. It's just, it's just your way of supporting. Um, there's, there's no way we can, you know, give you credit for that because we're not a nonprofit. We're working toward that. We'd like to do that. But, um, just if you want to help out and you're, and you're, you're getting something, the, the best thing you can do is share it, obviously. Share this stuff um, because we're helping people. But if you want to support us financially, we're not going to turn your money away. Send it through Venmo. Or you can email uh, Safiso at info at nogginnotes.com and say, hey, you know, how can I send you some money in South Africa to help offset the cost? Because, I mean, we truly are doing this out of our good own good free will and accord. And um, Safiso deserves far more credit than I do. All I do, I mean, I love talking. <laughs> you guys listen to me every week. This wouldn't be here without you as well. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's fun for me and it, you know, it's, it's a little bit of an ego boost and I get to say I have a podcast and all that stuff. But, but really Safiso being behind the scenes and truly putting his money where his mouth is, deserves all the credit and all the resources. So if you're going to kick down, kick down to him and, um, and help, you know, promote this thing. But seriously, truly the best thing you can do is, um, share this stuff. And if you want to be a spot, like an actual sponsor, like if you have a business and you're listening to this, or you know, somebody has a business who might have an interest, uh, reach out to them and I'll be happy to advertise them. I mean, literally every week at the intro, I'm like this, this podcast is sponsored by, and I don't, I don't know if we've gotten any money from audible, but audible is a sponsor. So long as people go to the link, um, and, and, do their free trial. Um, but if you want to, if you know somebody who has a business, um, and you want to sponsor this, I will talk you to death, <laughs> um, and give you some promotion. Uh, if you, you know, if you throw some money, I think, I think that's usually how sponsorships work. So anyway, off my soapbox, cause I, I'm, def- I, I'm, I'm protective of you and I, and I, and I, and I love you to pieces. So I want people to know that. Appreciate it, my man. So yes, I'm so, I think we have the same vision, man. And for Noggin Nodes, I wanted to be able to... People are already putting their thoughts on Instagram, on Facebook statuses. And I want you, the listener, to grab your Noggin Nodes app and really dig deep into your thoughts and not just put out thoughts that are on the surface. Really look deep inside and see by using Noggin Nodes where are these emotions coming from and how are you dealing with them? And I want Noggin Nodes to be that that first step towards a better well mental well being. And even if it could be that first step to getting you to actually talk to somebody physically, going to see a therapist or speaking to your partner and really opening up to them about certain things that have been worrying you and really having a clear view of those emotions and thoughts. You know, one of my biggest dreams is that one day my kids or grandkids can talk about their emotions, can be free to go to a doctor without having an issue. And they can say, granddad or dad was one of the few who threw that first pebble, you know, that started the ripple that caused what we have today, you know, and that's, oh, 
That's beautiful. That is that is beautiful. And and my my friend and mentor, he's been on the podcast before, Christian Conti, he talks about leaving a legacy. He wants to leave mm-hmm. a legacy. And I think that's awesome. And I'm not gonna steal that from him. He's probably not the first person to come up with it. He won't be the last, but but like that's his and I and I cherish that. And I want him to you know, to to be given credit for the the idea of leaving a legacy. But that's what you're talking yeah. about is what legacy are you going to leave where people can look back and say, my dad or my grandfather did this thing? And and I truly believe in my heart of hearts that, that the thing that we're doing is helping people heal. And not just heal to the point of um, survival where they're no longer, you know, clinging to the ledge, but actually thriving. There's a difference between survive and thrive. Um, and... <laughs> And I've I've been digging into the suicide stuff because uh, the, the organization that Zephyr has partnered with, Walk the Talk America. You know, Mike Sudini's been on this podcast. Our our mission is to stop people from dying, but it doesn't stop there. You can't just keep people uh-huh. from dying. You got to get them to thrive, and so that the the death is never even an option anymore. And I I, I believe, like you believe, like analyzing emotions is is a great way of doing that i think that's i think that unlocks a lot of things but also you you touched on something about where they can just go to the doctor and not worry about you know a series of things including judgment and finances and all that and one of the things we got to do is we got to push our insurance companies in the united states but also internationally not only to um, cover mental health care but to cover it as a preventative benefit and I'm I'm yeah. never going to stop talking about that. We are mental health professionals are literally the only medical portion of the the, the the only portion of the medical field who don't get to bill insurance for preventative maintenance. In our world, to send up a claim to insurance in the United States, you have to be broken in order to get fixed. You can't just pop the hood and check the belts and hoses, so to speak, on somebody's psyche twice a year or four times a year, whatever it is, without having a diagnosis of disorder. And the disorder comes from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, DSM, currently in its fifth iteration. And that has a code, and that code goes to insurance. And then insurance decides whether or not you're worthy of being reimbursed for your your ailment. And I think that's just, this is going to be the first time I've ever sworn on this podcast, but that's, that's horseshit. And yeah. We should not be in that situation. Optometry doesn't do it. Dentistry doesn't do it. Uh, pediatrics doesn't do it. Uh, gerontology doesn't do it. Your primary care physician doesn't do it. Every one of those fields gets uh, at least one, if not multiple checkups annually without having something broken first. And mental health needs to be there. Now, that's yeah. just America. And America is more or less ahead of the curve on that. We talked to Jazdeep and, and Jay in India on this podcast. Uh, I'm going to just name drop all over the place about people <laughs> we've interviewed. Um, and, and in India, it's even worse. Like They're just simply trying to get coverage. Like at all. I mean, it's like they're living in the 1950s back there. And it and yeah. it's crazy to me. Like people are literally dying and it's like humanity just doesn't care. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's mind-bending to me. I don't know if it's about greed. I don't know if it's about ignorance. Uh, I don't know if it's something else. But we have got to send a message 
that it's okay to go get help. And uh, Mike Sedini with his Walk the Talk America flyers that go in every uh, gun hand box, not every, but we want the major manufacturers to get on board too, just, not the, just the minor ones. But it says mental health, it's okay to talk about it. That's That should be the theme. My theme, I'm trying to create a new hashtag trending, uh, hashtag make counseling cool. Um, uh-huh. I, I want people taking selfies in the lobby of Zephyr Wellness uh, saying, get my anxiety treatment on and posting them to Instagram or Facebook just the same as people are doing their CrossFit videos. Like physical health's cool to talk about. We all compare knee surgeries and the recoveries and, you know, which, which brand of uh, – uh, stability instrument we're going to get for our elbows or whatever it is that when we're recovering, but we don't talk about, uh, how much our, our mood disorder is affecting us. Like that's like hush, hush, poo, poo yeah. dialogue. It's especially if you're in one of those, like, you know, highfalutin protected professions like airline pilot or military service or first responder. Cause all of a sudden, Oh no, you're unstable. You're not capable of doing your job anymore. It's like, no, no man. It's just an illness. It's just an ailment. It is temporary. It will be overcome and you should be back to work with your full rights and duties and privileges thereto pertaining restored as though it never happened. Just the same as if you had a broken arm, go on light duty for a second. If you got a broken arm and then come back when you're healed. Um, uh-huh. we're, <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, uh went on a rant there, soapbox moment, and I'm okay with it because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to change minds. And I think through this, we want to inspire people to do the same. We're, you and I are just two dudes doing our life. And, yeah, man. you know, like there are other people out there who are doing life, and they're like, man, I've always had the – this itch to, to like do something greater and contribute to humanity. Well, let me tell you, you don't have to wait till all the feces, the, the feces, <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to wait till all the pieces fall in place to make it happen. Just start doing it. And then the pieces will yeah. fall in place. Hopefully the feces don't fall in your face. <laughs> and I love, and that's the other thing. I love that we can have fun about this too. And, and, and not take ourselves so seriously. Nice. So, as we as we move forward with this conversation, because I know we're getting a little long in the tooth here, and um, people may get tired of hearing us talk, I want to hear I want to hear your vision of. Um, okay, we we talked about the big scope, right? We want to help people. We want to cure all this stuff, and two or three generations from now, um, it'll be cool to look back and say, you know, Jake and Safiso helped people get so healthy that they had to tack up drywall for a living in order to pay their mortgages because <laughs> everybody had super health. Everybody's super healthy, right? There's no more couples fighting in the middle of the grocery store. There's no more uh, kids bullying each other on the playground. There's nobody, nobody dying because of their inability to tolerate distress. But what in your mind are some organizations that you'd like to partner with? Um, if you had a big, you know, magic wand that would carry this message and maybe and or um, promote it and alter their own behaviors. Hmm. Well, therefore wellness. <laughs> Done. Check. Check that. Done. Check. Uh, at the moment, we I'm trying and working with um, my app developers to get the app at a standard where we can be on the platform platform for nhs orca is a big um explain explain those ac- explain those acronyms real quick for people who may not uh be familiar 
Um, NHS is the UK's health organization. That's that's the government. Um, they they approve things. Yes, those, that's the the big. They run the whole uh, um, health for the U, United for, Kingdom. For the United and, States people, for those living in America, that would be the equivalent uh, or something very close to the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, the NHS National Health Services. The UK's equivalent of that. They vet everything and they, they give their stamp of approval and it's a big deal. Yeah, that's correct. And so they're working with an organization called ORCA. The ORCA um, are great. All the health um, applications. So right now we are, we've already been graded, but there's a few things that we still need to uh, change and improve. But that's where money comes into the into for us to build and create and improve yeah it's, and it's expensive it's really difficult because i also gotta eat <laughs> yep it's expensive and you gotta pay people to world, do stuff but I, I need to eat as well <laughs> and uh, other organizations are time to change that's another uh, united kingdom organization they do amazing work to helping and giving information on mental health and creating charities, groups, and services. And they have hotlines, which they are amazing. And I'd love to work with them because I think we have the same vision. And they also do a lot of uh, work with kids, which I believe truly is where we need to focus a lot, is the the young kids in schools um, and in adolescents, even kids who are uh, going to preschool, yeah, you know, start them young. And that, uh, and, and I'll just give it, because uh, I don't think I've talked about this too much on here. Um, Zephyr Wellness works with a, a group called Head Start. It's a federally funded program in America. And Head Start works with three to five-year-olds. And then there's Early Head Start, which works with the zero to three-year-olds. But but primarily, we, we work with the three to five-year-olds here in, in Reno, and we help teach social and emotional learning to these three- to five-year-olds and their families. And I think parents are an often overlooked part of that. So we, we target the kids, but, you know, that's only an hour or two hours a week or whatever. We, wanna, we, we really want to target the parents so that they're there with them the rest of the time. And, and that's, I love that you pointed that out. That's the, the kids, are, kids are super important. Very. And also back home, um, mental health is still stigmatized really badly throughout the whole nation and I would love to talk to someone at the South African Federation for Mental Health to see what are their plans and how somehow we could work together. I've always dreamt of also creating a a podcast for South Africa. I have another host in South Africa because I really would love the Noganos podcast to have each region or each country have their own um, host or own show that would be amazing. That oh man, that oh, I just got tingles. That, <laughs> that would be, be what's, amazing. What's Jurgen? What's Jurgen Jacobs doing these days? <laughs> He'd be a great host. He would be a great host. I need to call him. He's on a yacht somewhere. Jürgen, I think last time I saw him was in Barcelona. <laughs> Jurgen ja- Jurgen Jacobs for uh, listeners who are not aware uh, was a guest on this podcast. I told you I was going to name drop um, Jurgen. Uh, operates. He founded and operates a, a group called Small Steps. Small Steps, right? Small Steps 
yeah, surfing. And and uh, what he does is he takes underprivileged kids around South Africa out into the water and teaches them to surf. But he does so with uh, tourists, basically. Uh, tourists come into town and, and they go on this, like, uh, I'm putting air quotes in, vacation. Uh, but part of that vacation is a, is a give back to take these these children out into the water and um it's very therapeutic, and it's it's uh, it's really wonderful. It's really wonderful. I th- yeah. you know what just struck me is how it's not the first time, but it just struck me for the first time in in this conversation how really special this this whole endeavor is. The fact that you and Lauren met in essentially China, and um, you moved to Cambodia. You're in Cambodia right now. The magic of the internet has connected us. You live in South Africa. I live in the United States. We've interviewed Jess Robeson from the oh, UK. Jess yeah, uh, Run Talk Run. Robeson, Robson, yeah, <laughs> Robson uh, from Run Talk Run. Uh, she's she's got an organization called Run Talk Run that now is both in the UK and the US, and I think that's phenomenal. Um, Tom was from the UK, and that had nothing to do with Jess, but Jess came on the podcast because she's got this mental health thing. You can look her up at runtalkrun.com or dot org. Um, we connected with Jazdeep and, and Jay in India. Your web developer team, I think, is in Vietnam. Is that right? Yeah, Vietnam. Correct. Yeah. My development team is in Vietnam. Amazing guys. Right. Lifesavers. <laughs> to- yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Because we were down, for those of you who are app users, why we were down, that, uh, well, we had some, some glitches, but they're fixing them. Um, and then we interviewed... Um, Lauren, oh yeah, Martina, 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 and Lauren with um, yeah, yeah, with uh, the uh, pet rescue in Cambodia. Uh, Lauren is the veterinarian. Martina is the founder, if memory serves. And we uh-huh. talked about pet rescue in Cambodia because I got like Cambodia's got all these crazy like animals running all over the streets that are basically domesticated or could be domesticated pets. Um, but there's not resources, and so they take them in and they they keep them well and they they rehab them. And when you adopt a pet, the question I think that the, the uh, podcast was humans helping pets, pets helping humans, something like that. And, yeah. and it was the question was like, who helped who? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> did, did we really rescue this thing or did it rescue me? And <laughs> and I thought that was super magical. And then domestically in the United States. I've I've had the privilege of interviewing people from all of the all over the country. Um, a school counselor in South Dakota, Katie Baskerville, um, Mike McGee, who's a psychiatrist in California. Uh, we talked with uh, one a week. Um, help me with the oh, name. Wow. Yes, uh, and he's in New Jersey. No, somewhere back east. Um, but it's, it's, it's mind bending, man. Like, like we're really it's reaching out and touching. I know. Uh, what continents have we not covered? We've not covered South, South America. We have not covered yeah. Eastern Europe. <laughs> like, like we haven't gone to Antarctica yet, <laughs> but like, it, oh man, this is so cool. This is just, we haven't, we haven't gone to Australia yet, but Man, it's Australia, so... yes. Australia, come on, mates. Reach out to us. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody in New Zealand at all? Oceania, uh, broadly. <laughs> but uh, it's it's so cool. I think I th- it's not... Uh, 
if you're listening and you're just thinking that we're geeking out and high-fiving ourselves, we are. Uh, <laughs> it's just cool. <laughs> but but my my I think my intentionality is that if we can do this and we you and I like with zero resources besides just uh-huh. our own good hearts and some like I got this like Yeti mic that I got on sale on Amazon and I stuffed it inside a wine box and put some like pillow batting <laughs> inside of it to make it sound like a, a sound booth and my old seven-year-old Dell laptop like if we can make this happen anybody can make it happen and if and yeah. if, if you're in any of those countries or or on any of those continents and you're listening to us and you want to you want to be the next Naga Notes podcast host in you know Colombia please reach out because <laughs> there would be <laughs> nothing cooler than to bring this message elsewhere because like yeah. there's billions of people who are struggling and and like Safiso and Tom they just need a place to go and it doesn't take I know this is going to sound like heresy to my own people but it doesn't take a master's level clinician to do that people need it the world needs it they do and it can be informal and it doesn't have to cost a bunch of money and we don't have to bill insurance yeah man well bright future for mental health and and it's guys like us. It doesn't take a rocket scientist or someone incredibly educated. It Far from starts it. with us, people on the ground, to get this moving forward. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that was perfectly stated. Um, I I really appreciate you, man. Um, I appreciate you too, brother. Thanks for thanks for making this happen. Thanks for having the vision, and 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 quite honestly, I think that the word that we haven't mentioned is courage. You, you had, you had the courage yes. to step forward and say, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do about it. Um, how about this thing? And maybe yeah. through this thing, uh, we can help other people through their things. And, and I think that's, that's just, it's special. It's powerful and it's inspiring. Um, you know who I forgot to mention? Austin Byler. Austin Byler. What a great human being oh, he is! Yeah, amazing. He, he he took he took his own mental health into his own hands and turned it around. And said, you know, I'm going to go help children by teaching them how to play baseball better. We've had some great guests on this podcast. Truly humbled. I would have never thought five years ago that I'll be sitting here talking to you and have met all these incredible individuals. Not to mention, not to mention all the people. I I was going to say, not to mention all the people in my own organization, like Dave Reed and Steve Barsha and Amanda Green and Mm -hmm. Julia Catlin and like um, who else we had on? Adrian Sutherland and um, Patrick Rogers and Afton Newfeld and um, uh, Katie Damon talking about nutrition. Um, Like, and they're not even in our organization. They're in other organizations. They've just been, you know polite enough to come on and share their stuff man a hundred ep- hundred episodes hundred hundred and, and you think in, in the beginning i was freaking out about you know where am i going to find content to to share on the air <laughs> oh man well i think we're going to wrap it up for the night that this this has been a good podcast so uh if you're hearing this now you could probably just turn it off <laughs> but, um <laughs> Thanks, and uh, we'll some at some point you and I will actually meet, and we'll give a big hug to each other, and uh, definitely, and it'll be cool. So, 
thanks to our listening audience. Um, thanks to everybody who's been along for the ride. It's been an incredible, incredible experience. There's more to come. We have more podcast interviews on the calendar. Um, but have you considered therapy? Uh, <laughs> that was another one. That's just on. Whitney, Whitney uh, Goodman, who's lighting the world on Whitney Hawkins Goodman from Florida, lighting the world on fire with her. Follow her on Instagram. Jeez, we've had some incredible guests. Jesse Lott. Uh, hey, uh, name dropping. Um, <laughs> cool recap. But anyway, um, thank you to the listening audience. Thanks for uh, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for all the support. And I think chiefly to uh, my very, very loving and tolerant wife and family for putting up with the late nights and, um, and all the... You can't see me, and thank goodness the camera's not on because I'm, I'm about to burst into tears. But um, <laughs> she doesn't even listen. I've got a box of tissues right here, Mike. <laughs> can, you, can you stick them through the inter- interwebs and send them to me? Um, but, a bit, but a big thanks to all the people who supported us along the way. Uh, my business partner, Lindsay Bell, um, all of our employees for tolerating the, the weirdness. Um, yeah, thank, thanks to everybody for coming along and um being just 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 being on board with the with the mission and the philosophy we're not done yet and by god Definitely. we're going to help some people and i'd also like to thank i've got a few close friends who stuck by me through my own darkness and through every failure that i endured and they were always by my side and when i could not even see the greatness inside of me, they saw it even at my worst times and they stuck with me. And you don't find that a lot, especially nowadays where people just leave you and they ditch you because you're not providing them anymore to what they need. But there's a few handful of people and I'm thankful to God that, that I have them in my life and without them, I would not have pushed on further I just want to say thank you to you, those guys. They know who they are, and I love them, and I appreciate them. So, what you if you if you've actually stuck with us long enough, um, what you just saw there was two men being emotionally vulnerable, and uh, and that's okay uh, because I've said it before: emotions are what draws together as human beings. And if we can't emote with each other, uh, we might as well just live in solitude. And that's not how we were meant to be. It's not how anthropology suggests that we advance this far. So go ahead and, you know, reach out to the people you you love. Tell them you love them. Tell them thanks. And uh, the people I forgot to mention, Adam Sikorsky, Damian Wachowski. I think I said Jesse Lott. (laughs) I don't even remember anymore. Um, thank you for being a part of this. Uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Eric Schoen, uh, all these people are coming into my head now. It's been a hundred episodes. I don't, I can't keep track of yeah. all. Um, and on behalf of dad, yeah. cannot forget mom and dad, man, oh, oh man, at bare minimum for bringing me into the world. Right. Yeah. You know, but, without them, we wouldn't be here and continuously unconditional love and support. Incredible. I definitely know I've caused a lot of gray hairs there. <laughs> yeah, uh, 45 years worth of marriage for my parents. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Well, on behalf of the Naga Notes team, which is us, you just now met the other half of the Naga Notes team. <laughs> um, 
And on behalf of the Zephyr Wellness family, who continues to sponsor this program through my time uh, away from the office, we wish you all great mental wellness. Thank you, and have a great week. Thank you, everybody.